Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Aquaman number 27. Cover date, May 1966. Cover price, 12 cents. Cover artist, Nick Carty. Edited by George Cashton. Featuring The Battle of the Rival Aquaman. Written by Bob Haney. Art by Nick Carty. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. Aqualad is confused when he is suddenly attacked by Mira and Aquaman, but then discovers that his attackers are imposters. The real Aquaman discovers the imposters were energy duplicates created by an alien zookeeper who wants to catch Aquaman et al. for his undersea zoo. So he creates another set of duplicates, this time as giants, and one is able to abduct Aquaman, Mira, and Aqualad. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with special guest work friend Chuck to explain everything. Bye. 
can swim faster than the fastest thing in the sea or on the land. With Mira, his beautiful queen, beside him, he'll fight like dynamite till the end. Oh, you can always depend on mankind's truest friend. day of firsts. One second and one first. By the way, I'm here with work friend Chuck. Hello, everybody. Uh, Dr. Husband's running a foot race today. What do we call it? Yeah, we call it a marathon. but Well, it's a half marathon. It's a half, actually. half marathon. Um, I don't know what it's all about, except he gets a sticker to put in the back of his car. I think. He's, and a t-shirt. And proof that he's more manly than either right, of us. Right, correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the second is that I'm on location at work friend Chuck's house. The first is that I'm sober because it's 10 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> a.k.a. dawn. <laughs> but now, Bob, uh, you're an adult and adults get up at respectable hours. Mm-hmm, that's what they tell me. Mm. Chuck, can Aquaman run? Yeah. Like fast. He doesn't have super speed. Right, but could he run a marathon? Oh, yeah. Easy. Are you sure? Especially if there were hot chicks on the sidelines uh, giving him bottles of water as he went. Well, he'd have to have water because he has to have water every hour, correct? Right. Um, I'm asking because he's a fantastic swimmer, but that's a very different set of muscles than running. I guess so, but he is a classical hero. Right. And they can do everything. I could ride a bicycle for 30, 40 miles, but I could not run from the end of the block and back. When you ride your bicycle, do you sing that song you were singing last night? Which song is that? Bicycle. Yes, bicycle. Only we were singing about the icicle, Justice Society of America villain from the 1940s. Bob, I got to tell you, if any of your listeners missed last week's podcast, they have got to go back and listen because your Justice League coverage was excellent. Thank you. And your arguments with uh, Dr. Husband were awesome. Thank you. I noticed that you are wearing a t-shirt depicting Wonder Woman in her invisible jet. Yes. With the empty seat beside her where Aquaman was not permitted to sit because he (laughs) smells. He smells like the sweetest ocean sea breezes. We discussed well, this. Well, that's what I got a different answer from someone online. Mm, well, who said brine shrimp was what he smelled like. Right. That person is obviously a ridiculous Marvel fan. Um, Aquaman number 27. The odds are stacked against our heroes in the battle of the rival Aquaman. And on the cover we have a giant Aquaman and Mira. Mira, of course, is Aquaman's wife. Uh, trying to capture tiny Aquaman, Mira, and Aqualad, who are slipping out of their grip, just like actual fish would if you're trying to catch a fish. Anything to say about the cover? Scatter! <laughs> With one squeeze, those giant duplicates could turn us into a heap of bones. 
would that be like an immediate effect? Like just. <laughs> so I guess they would squeeze the flesh right off. The flesh would pop right off, and they'd be bones. Yeah, um, I don't think that's how that works. Hmm. We could try it later. Do you have a fish tank? <laughs> I thought you were offering to squeeze me. <laughs> Not at ten o'clock in the morning. Right, right. Um, this issue is written by Bob Haney, drawn by Nick Cardi. I have to tell you something. This is the most internally logical story I've ever encountered written by Bob Haney. Really? It checks out from beginning to end. No yeah. crazy, like, all of a sudden somebody has a new superpower in the middle of it. Right. Right. I did... Uh, you are correct, but I did at the end think, "Wow, that that is a Haney, a Haney story." Really? The uh, yeah, the aliens and their and their powers. And well, I kind of liked the aliens that they Aquaman gets his own little Justice League here yeah, it was a for very, a minute. Very good issue, and it made me angry. Why? Because everything else Bob Haney writes is not great. No. <laughs> Because uh, Mera was very powerful yes. and capable and awesome in this story, and, and Aquaman was uh, not as powerful but still very capable and heroic and leadership. And this only happens in his own book. Mm-hmm. Justice League writers don't know how to use him. Um, I just, I just don't get it. So last week. He appeared in that issue of Justice League you reviewed, but was more a background character than right than anything else. And didn't even get to ride in the plane. Right. Right. She was all about him riding the plane in the Super Friends cartoon. Right. Or that scooter that he had. The Aqua Scooter. I need a toy of that. Is, it, is there one? Does no. it exist? Oh. No. I made one. <laughs> of course you did. What scale? For the superpowers figure. Okay. How'd you make it? <laughs> I think it was in the early 90s, maybe a um, Captain Planet, a yellow uh, motorcycle plastic toy. Mm-hmm. So I bought that and pulled the wheels off and um, using black electrical tape did a, a, an A on it. And it was the right size for Aquaman to fit. So in the 90s, so you were what, like 40? (laughs) College age. Okay, okay. I was older. I should have known. I was an adult. It should not have been playing with children's toys. But there you have it. You weren't playing. You were creating. Right, right. At no point did I take it into the bathtub and have adventures with my Aquaman figure. <laughs> uh, on the splash page, it says Aquaman and Aqualad. Was that common? I can't remember. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, the logo and the font and everything with Aqualad getting second billing. But in the issue itself, he's third billing at right. best. Uh, we have Mira, who we think is Mira on the splash page, creating a giant spoon out of hard water because as everyone knows her power is to create things out of water that she makes hard I explained that poorly 
She can make water hard and shape it into things. <laughs> and uh, that's why you chose her instead of Aquaman to pretend to be in the pool. Uh-huh, yes. Yes. Um, we discussed this on our last Aquaman episode. Yes. That I used to pretend to be Mira Quincy at the public pool. If which <laughs> can explain why I didn't have any friends. <laughs> Um, Aquaman on the splash page whom we think is Aquaman says that's the one we're after Aqualad don't let him escape Mira and poor Aqualad swimming off Aquaman and Mira my two best friends trying to destroy me with those those big eyes and that weirdly colored and shaped hair (laughs) I really feel bad for Aqualad in this issue you should feel bad for Aqualad in the entirety of his existence. <laughs> now, I don't really, I didn't mean to say bad. I feel very paternally protective uh, of Aqualad. Uh, he seems so much younger than all the other teen heroes of the, the era. Even in Teen Titans, he always seems like he's the very youngest. Right. And especially in this issue, he seems like he's not quite capable of caring for himself again the entirety of Aqualad's <laughs> career you did see the filmation cartoon where every episode he ends up unconscious on the sea floor uh huh okay um I'm contractually obligated to love Aqualad uh, because of his relationship with Aquaman. Right. But Aqualad himself makes this very difficult. (laughs) I disagree. I think he's very lovable. Yeah? He's opening this issue standing on the rocks outside a lighthouse waiting for Aquaman and Mira to come get him. (laughs) Now, I have a relative in my family whose mother was a piece of crap and abandoned the child shortly after birth but then tried to reestablish contact and so the little child would get a call from their mother who'd say I'm coming to pick you up and we're going to go to dinner and the little child would go out on the front stoop wrapped up in coat and freezing cold weather and wait for their mother to come who would never arrive that's Aqualad in this issue. Right. <laughs> but don't worry, because he's got this creepy old lighthouse keeper. Yeah. Why not come up here, Aqualad, and keep me company? Thanks, sir. But I'm keeping a lookout for Aqualad and Man and Mira. <laughs> um, some great uh, nautical dialogue from the lighthouse keeper. By Davy Jones Locker. <laughs> So there's a tidal wave headed directly for the lighthouse. This is an awesome sequence. Yeah. Aqualad immediately thinks, well, of course, it's just Mira having some fun, playing a little gag, until the wave turns into a giant saw (laughs) and cuts the lighthouse in half. Um, The lighthouse keeper is still there. Suffering snails. (laughs) The lighthouse is sawed off its base and wrapped up in a tube of the wave. 
and carried back out to sea. Whoosh. Um, Aqualad follows. I know Mara's not behind this. Yes, because she wouldn't do anything like that. So he follows to try to help the lighthouse keeper. If, if only Mara and Aquaman would get here. And then he discovers th- that they are there. They're actually the ones attacking the lighthouse and the lighthouse keeper. There's Topo. Yes, uh, but I wasn't expecting that. An appearance from Topo. Topo is, was not Aqualad's pet, right? He's Aquaman's helper. Right, and this is the thing about Aquaman. He starts off with him and Topo. Topo gets demoted. Aqualad hands the scene and gets promoted to Aquaman's sidekick. Then Mara comes along. Aqualad gets demoted. Mara gets promoted, but no one can blame him for that. Right. Poor, and then how does Tusky figure into all of this? <laughs> Tusky the walrus was Aqualads. Well, he won't come along until the filmation show. Oh, really? But I did find an appearance of... Um, uh, what is Tusky? A walrus? Of mm-hmm. um, A walrus in a Golden Age comic that Aquaman calls Tusky. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, Topo then later became uh, the babysitter for Aqua Baby. Is that correct? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And is Aqua Baby born already at this time? No. Okay. Um, are you sure? Because I think it's mentioned in the letter column. They mention Aqua Baby. Oh, maybe. Anyway, the uh, point is Aquaman and Mira are bad parents because they've left their baby at home alone. And Topo, the babysitter, is also here. So the baby's alone. Yes, but this isn't Aquaman and Mara. Okay, right. Right? Uh, yes. Which we haven't found out yet. Uh, Aqualad sees Aquaman and Mira, who are the, actually the ones causing the destruction, and he cries out, It's me, Aqualad! What are you trying to do? <laughs> and then they attack Aqualad. Uh... There he is, Mir. He's the one we wanted. Scoop him up with your hard water spoon. They should have. He should have known it's not Aquaman and Mara. As soon as Aquaman yelled, he's the one we wanted. <laughs> um, Aqualad gets scooped up in a hard water spoon and quickly escapes. Which, I know your husband doesn't like Nick Cardi, but. Uh, I do, and this sequence of having to draw a spoon made of water and scooping up other water with the spoon made of water and water pouring out of the spoon made of water, it's quite nice. Mm -hmm. I do think he'd like this issue. I think he didn't like the surfing sequence from last time, the Aquaman and Mara surfing. Hmm. Well, that's because he has no soul. Well, that's a given. Um... (laughs) So, instead of a spoon now, she makes a giant cup, which he would not be able to escape from quite so easily. Because even Aqualad could escape from a shallow spoon. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, All of a sudden, the cup is smashed by another water object. Which we can't clearly tell what that is. Right. Nonetheless... 
it is the real Mira and Aquaman have come to rescue Aqualad. Jumping jellyfish. <laughs> Look how Aquaman is just like, this is what made me feel so paternal, this panel on the bottom of page six, where, or page five, where Aquaman just grabs Aqualad by the wrist and pulls him under the ocean. Right. Uh, how many Aquaman are there? Anyhow, well, there's two. One real and one fake. Not according to my Aquaman toy shelf upstairs, Bob. Correct. Have we discussed work friend Chuck's toy room? It's, uh, how big is it? Like 14 by 16? It's bigger than any bedroom that we have given to any teenager that lives in this house. (laughs) And it's full of toys. Safe to say every DC action figure ever produced? (laughs) No, no. That's the goal. (laughs) But certainly every Aquaman-related toy. Yep. Oh, laundry's done. Oh, sorry. Do we need to re-record everything? (laughs) No. Um, You've heard my podcast. There's all kinds of extraneous background noise. Dogs, squirrels. Yep. Laundry. Um, Rob believing that Batman has super strength. (laughs) (laughs) All kinds of crap makes it in. Um, So we don't understand who these duplicates are. We believe they may be robots, according to Aquaman. Because, as we know, in the DC universe of 1966, the robot revolution is well underway. Leading to a 30th century where hipsters have taken over. Right. Um, this strategy that Aquaman and Mera build against the the duplicates is awesome because they're like, how do we do this and fit Aqualad in? <laughs> Let's just stick him at the top of this giant wall so he can point and, and feel included. <laughs> um, now, as you mentioned earlier... Mira is a fully equal participant in all of these planning and execution of their strategy. She's essential to the execution. She's very powerful in this issue. Again, it makes me upset that she languished in the 70s and was never really used. Yes, because that was my first exposure to her was in the 70s. Yeah. Where she just did nothing. Right. Even though she was clearly more powerful than Aquaman. Um, which is probably why I liked her so much, because I always liked the characters that got no attention. Right. So, Me too. Betty Rebel and Ethel Mertz. Right. I had a Super Friends comic book that Aqua, Lad, and Mara showed up. Yes, issue 25. And <laughs> Aquaman took them both out quite easily. Yeah. Oh, well. That's what we have the 60s for. And the 60s are known, if they're known for anything, it's women's equality. (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) So Mira creates a giant water fort that rises out of the sea with Aqualad atop to point. And he's pointing at where Mira should aim her giant hard water missiles. Swish, swish. So she can, like, do all of this at the, all at the same time. Right. Create a water fort and create missiles to fire. And make Aqualad feel useful. Right. <laughs> That's nice, honey. Show mommy where to fire the missiles. 
no small feat that. Um, but and this is where their strategy, their brilliant strategy, pays off. It turns out Aqualad was the decoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So fake Mira now is fiery missiles back. The fort crumbles. Aqualad tumbles into the sea. And Aquaman and Mira, the real Aquaman and Mira, come up from behind and have a cat fight with their doubles. Yep. The um, the two panels on the bottom here, yep. Mira fighting her double and Aquaman fighting his double, uh, it, it, I don't know. It seems almost sexist. The, the Mira on Mira fight seems uh, very feminine. Uh-huh. Like, uh, I'm surprised that they're not hair pulling. Yeah, let me go, let me go. And but the Aquaman on Aquaman fight, he's doing his little uh, chokehold and very manly. Um, it's just strikingly different. The same action happening in both panels, but completely differently represented. Do you think that fake mirror is singing her dialogue? Let me go, <laughs> let me go. I don't know, but Nick Cardi has a really nasty expression on that fake Mara's face. Mm -hmm. It's quite nice. Now, what are they? They're the fake Aquaman and the real Aquaman are risen out of the water up to their waist. What are they standing on? They're in the middle of the ocean. Well, Aquaman has butt buoyancy powers, Bob. <laughs> Because Does he? This, this, yes, this is not unique to this issue. Well, no, but I just wonder why they didn't just go take the fight underwater. Mm. Does Aquaman have hockey butt? Hockey butt. Have you been on Facebook this week? It's all the rage. No. There's an th actual thing called hockey butt that hockey players have muscular butts and can't buy normal pants. And so now they're making pants for hockey players that allow their allow them to stretch and bend wow. and do all the things that they want to do when they're wearing pants. Finally, Bob, <laughs> pants made for you and me. Well, um, <laughs> I have a hockey butt, but also it extends all the way down to my legs and my waist and stomach and all of the rest of my body. Yes, my butt was left on the rink. <laughs> when I was forced to take ice skating lessons in 1977. Oh, no, why? My... Were you being punished? My parents had this endless thing about, you know, first world enrollment in gymnastics. That was utter failure. And then then ice skating, utter failure. And then, uh, well, he's tall, <laughs> so basketball is for him. Mm -hmm. No, utter failure. Um, I had to take piano lessons, which turned out all right. But I also had to take golf lessons, Ooh. which did not turn out so well. <laughs> Can't they just leave us alone? I just want to sit right. and read my comics. Well, that's not real reading, as every parent knows. Right. Except you. Right. Um, the robots fade away into nothing and disappear with a pop sound. But how could robots just vanish? Maybe they weren't robots, honey. <laughs> um, like a soap bubble, they would vanish. <laughs> so... Uh, all of a sudden, this uh, shadowy figure glides up on his hover thing. What do we call that? A uh, hovercraft. Hydro. Hydro, yes. 
Something. It's a hydro, yes. Perhaps I can provide the answer you seek. Part two continues on fourth page following. But on the bottom of this page yes. is an awesome go-go check ad. Yes, don't hesitate. Choose the mags with the go-go checks. Which now will forever make me think of you. Thanks. I do like, in this issue, at every chapter heading, we get a beautiful giant splash page. In the title of the chapter. Yes. Part two, The Aquarium of Space. A grim plot to collect water-breathing beings for a spectacular show in another solar system as Aquaman and his friends find themselves turned into human specimens for the Aquarium of Space. So I saw I see this spaceship here on this giant splash page, and mm-hmm. on the bottom of the spaceship, there's the aquarium with all the captives in it. Right. And uh, I wanted the toy. Yes, and like I imagine that you could like there would be some device at the top that you could squeeze and make all the creatures oh, in the water spin around. That's awesome. Uh huh. Whiz kids, make this a hero click. <laughs> Well, why don't you make it? You've proven yourself to be quite a toy designer. With the with the Captain Planet. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Um, so, as you guessed, Aquaman, the alien, says, those are not robots at all, but energized duplicates of yourselves who unfortunately only have a temporary existence. I cannot tell you how many times I've had plant problems with energized duplicates. Same. They don't listen. <laughs> All I want is an energized duplicate to go to the office in the morning, right? In my place, so that I could stay home and sit. And read, uh, wait, and wait, that's what I do at work. Sit and <laughs> just uh, look at my phone. But at home, you can do it uh, without pants and reading comics. Yeah, with my feet up. And on the couch and right. no shoes on. Right. Um, the alien's name is Zen. He comes from another solar system and he is collecting specimens for an interplanetary aquarium, which he intends to establish. So I guess he already has the funding and uh, maybe a board. And he he kind of looks like a guy I work with. <laughs> the pointy bald head and the... Are those feathers on the back of his skull yes, behind his ears? I think I ears? know who you're talking about. <laughs> Permanent scowl. Right? Mm -hmm. Sunken eyes. Yeah, pot belly. No soul. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, it turns out our duplicates didn't capture us for you, Zen, so you're out of luck. But then, a weird alien weapon snakes out from his hovercraft. Aquaman, look, another gorgeous picture of Mera by Nick Cardi. Yes, also... I really admired the coloring in that bottom panel. The way that her uh, yes. costume is mottled like it's made of seaweed. Yes. Um, more duplicates are created, only this time they're giant size. Great waves! <laughs> um, the giant duplicates of Aquaman and Mira now start grabbing after our heroes and they dive under the waves we actually have uh the cover scene uh duplicated here in this panel yes and a beautiful panel of our swimming heroes zigzagging 
through the depths. A telepathic command from the Sea King crackles underwater and... Uh, the fish are off to give interference. Um, you have to remind me of something. They all can speak telepathically, right? Right. But only Aquaman can control the fish. Right. That has been the topic of debate for quite a while. Uh, can all Atlanteans do it or just Aquaman? Well, they have to weigh on the side of just Aquaman can do it. or Otherwise, there's nothing that he has that's unique to just him. And <clears throat> it... He only can talk to sea creatures. Is that correct? Yes, but they've played with that over the years here and there. Like, for instance, seagulls. Right. But not, like, birds without sea in their Uh name. (laughs) If that was a sea egret, I would be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, that's a lake gull. Sorry. Damn it. Um... I always thought Aquaman should be able to like take control of the reptilian portion of someone's brain and like make them hyperventilate or something. Grant Morrison did that in uh, the first uh, couple issues of JLA when they were fighting the White Martians in the 90s. No, I'm pretty sure I thought of it independently oh, without reading that. My fault, oh. my fault. He did take command of frogs, snakes, and salamanders in an issue of Justice League where they fought the Adaptoids. Okay. Well, that checks out. (laughs) How very Adaptoidal of him. He stood there heroically pointing off and said, Frogs, snakes, salamanders, help Superman! (laughs) And did they? Yes. Okay. They kick some at that toy ass. Suffering sardines. <laughs> uh, the octopuses. I know Aqualad says octopi correctly, but uh, the octopuses that Aquaman has commanded to create a distraction all of a sudden join hands in a circle and start dancing instead of cutting off the giants. Da-na-na. And the swordfish are performing silly balancing mm-hmm. tricks. So it turns out these duplicates also have all the powers of Aquaman and Mira. Well, we did know that the Mira duplicate had her powers. Yes. But Aqu- the Aquaman duplicate also has the controlling fish powers, and I guess it's stronger because he's a giant. Mm-hmm. So this is where Aquaman shows his contribution. You mentioned that Mera's more powerful, but he's the uh, idea man, the mm-hmm. experienced adventurer. Mm-hmm. Um, so they turn the tables on their gigantic uh, pursuers. Um, even that, I feel like Mira could have come up with that on her own. I don't know. She's just a girl. She's also... I always wondered why she had these giant flippers on her costume. Right. And well, she's literally the only person in all of Atlantis that has that. Well, she's not from Atlantis. She's from Zebel. Right, right, right. But she's from an underwater civilization. Hmm. Does she need those giant flippers? I don't know. To swim fast? We'll have to look up pictures of Mera without her costume to find uh, out. 
I'm not Something so sure I'd be into that. Never, ever, ever have I done. Right. Your wife just walked through the room, so. No flippers on her. <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> um, so Aquaman and Mira punch their giant duplicates in the face while Aqualad roots on from the sidelines. Again, uh, an excellent example of Nick Cardi artwork because the giant Aquaman and Mera are getting punched in the face and they really look like uh, like it was more annoying than it was painful. Right. Um, their noses got smacked. <laughs> um, uh-oh, there's a teenager in the room, Bob. Damn it, I thought I smelled something. <laughs> um, tiny Aquaman and Mira now sp- Swim around giant duplicates in circles, making them dizzy. Their strategy is working. <laughs> um, does that actually work? Can you just actually spin something around someone's head and make them I can, so woozy that they can't function? I can tell you that uh, just a couple weekends ago at the hotel pool, I did this to my son. And? It worked. He was confused. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Confused to the point of not being able to function. Correct. Okay. Correct. Which is, again, not a a big feat to to (laughs) confuse Alex until he can't function. Um, So they've bought themselves some breathing room, except they forgot that there's also a giant Aqualad. How could they have discounted that as a threat, Bob? Well, first of all, because it didn't exist until this panel mm-hmm. when he shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, Mira's singing again, let me go, let me go. <laughs> yeah, this I this is the only thing I got mad about because Aqualad said, I forgot I had one of those duplicates too, because he didn't. That did not appear until this moment. Right? Well, the beam is clearly encompassing all of them, but they only show the duplicates of Aquaman and Mera until now. So maybe the giant duplicate Aqualad also just hangs back and does nothing, like his tiny counterpart. Hey, Bob, do you know who has a head bigger than Aqualad's head? Um, Giant duplicate Aqualad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now maybe he's just growing at an awkward rate, and that his head grew faster than the rest of his. Yes, he should be awkward led. <laughs> Darn it! Also, I always wondered why Aqualad's tunic is always loose. It doesn't seem like that would serve him well under the water. Right. Well, this is Nick Cardi trying to draw realistic outfits on people rather than. But Aquaman's costume is always nice and tight. Uh, I <laughs> noticed dispassionately. Right? Uh, so Giant Aqualad captures all of our tiny heroes and takes them into a cove where the alien directs him to where the aforementioned cool spaceship with an aquarium in the bottom is situated. And giant Aqualad gets treated like regular-sized Aqualad, <laughs> as once 
the use of him is over, he gets ignored and forgotten for the rest of the issue. Right. However, the alien does name check him as Big Aqualad more than <laughs> once. Good work, Big Aqualad. That's your new nickname, Bob. Bring them along, Big Aqualad. <laughs> um, now here's where we meet the other captives from different planets. Now, I know that there's no proven life in the rest of our solar system. But this was before we went to the moon. And it was widely assumed, I guess, that every planet in the solar system contained life. Specifically aquatic life. Right, where there's water. Well, there's not water. Maybe Europa. (laughs) Uh, Blubberman from the waters of Jupiter... Shellback Man from the lakes of Saturn. They could have just called him Turtle Man. No. There's no turtles. But he's clearly a turtle. (laughs) (laughs) Why is there blubber on Jupiter but no turtles on Saturn? Oh, we do get a a second shot of Big Aqualad. Yeah. Uh, eel man, look at, again, why are there eels on Pluto, but no turtles on Saturn? Eel man from Pluto. And last but not least, <laughs> fluorescent water man from Mercury. Which would make excellent cosplay. Yes. That is a challenge to you, dear listeners. <laughs> Halloween is swiftly approaching. Someone needs um, to dress up as fluorescent water man and send us pictures. You know, Rob and I have an invitation to a costume party. Maybe yeah. we could be all four of these. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm wondering why they called him Fluorescent Waterman and not just Fluorescent Man. Well, they have to establish that he, <laughs> he's aquatic. Well, he's... Okay. They have to distinguish him from Fluorescent Land Man and Fluorescent Air Man. <laughs> Blubberman looks like Jar Jar Binks if Jar Jar Binks got really fat and then lost all the weight. See, I thought he was a little bit terrifying in compared with the others. Mm-hmm. He's got a little bit of that scarecrow vibe mm-hmm. going on. Agreed. Um, so they all get put into this aquarium spaceship. And prepare to be taken off into space. Aquaman incredulously turns to the other captives and say, why haven't you tried to escape? And they say, we have many times, but escape is useless. Hmm. And with that, the engines fire up and we prepare to be launched into space. I was surprised, Bob, in this comic book from the mid-60s that uh, Aquaman would actually call them bitches. <laughs> it seemed shocking. Yeah. Well, you know, they weren't very sensitive to how that would come across. Another awesome splash page. Yes. With Aquaman, Mira, Aqualad, and the other captives on the ocean floor being attacked by an army of zens and a nice shot of aquaman's butt Mm -hmm. 
is no Gil Kane. Right. Are you a pro black short Aquaman over the green tights or I am. anti? I am. Okay. I, I like my superheroes with their underwear on the outside. Well, see, I have a theory. Oh, okay. Because when it's just a solid leotard all the way up, how do they go to the bathroom? Right. So I think that the underwear is there to cover the holes that have to be there for them to be able to go to the bathroom in the middle of their crime fighting. At what age did you form this theory? Uh, what am I now? 48. Um, of course, Aquaman can just pee underwater, right? Right. That's what I was thinking when we were looking at the uh, aquarium that they had built. How, <laughs> how long had fluorescent waterman been there? <laughs> <laughs> and why was the water around him slightly glowing? Well, if this alien seems to have everything all figured out, I'm sure they have some kind of filtration right. system. Let's, let's cross our fingers. <laughs> Suffering snails, you already said that, Aqualad. Mm -hmm. uh, where'd that army of Zens come from? We can't beat them all, Aquaman. Oh, yeah. Oh. So the ship starts taking off. Aquaman looks up to the cliffs. They are flying by and sees a group of sea eagles. Thank God they weren't <laughs> normal eagles. Right. <laughs> These eagles have the word C in their name. Bingo. <laughs> um, Aquaman commands the sea eagles to dive down into the ocean, pick up the octopi that are waiting. Those are squid. Are they? Yeah. Not just squids. Eager squids. Eager. <laughs> yes. On the surface of the sea, eager squids grasp the outstretched claws of the sea eagles. Uh, the sea eagles desperately fly the squids up to the top cone of the rocket ship. Which is starting to blast off. Yes. Where they spray their ink at the... What would we call that? The... The window? The viewport. <laughs> Of which, the spaceship, which, as everyone knows, interplanetary spaceships that can fly from solar system to solar system are entirely dependent upon visual contact with the outside. Right. If you can't see out of the nose yep. cone. You're done. You're done. So the uh, ink is sprayed across the observation port, which forces the spaceship to land. Which wouldn't be but, such a problem for the spaceship, except... <laughs> Aquaman was not done. Nope. Not done. Because the fish remaining under the sea have ripped up coral and formed it into sharp, pointy, pointy spikes sticking out of the ocean, which puncture the bottom of the aquarium, freeing the captives. Hooray! I miss this... Uh use of powers for problem solving rather than just punching right also all interplanetary spaceships are uh, so flimsy that they can be punctured by right. a coral reef coral, coral yeah actually that's not 
entirely false. Because wasn't the moon lander made of aluminum foil? Oh, yeah, something like that. That doesn't seem very safe to me. Well, easily repaired with duct tape. Right, but but this is glass, presumably. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the shot of them escaping mm-hmm. with Shellman protecting them all. Well, and there's a little bit of strategy there because Aquaman obviously whispered to everyone else, when we leave... <laughs> Make sure this dude is between us and the guys with the laser pistols. Mm-hmm. So they all escape, dive into the ocean. Um, luckily, all of the other aquatic creatures are fine with the chemical composition of Earth's oceans. Bob, we need to discuss the sound effects of the weapons. Okay. Because one is psst. <laughs> psst, blam. <laughs> Maybe that's just to like get your attention. Like the gun will say, Psst. Maybe. And then you turn around and then it's blam. Maybe they're water pistols. <laughs> Damn, I brought the wrong weapon. <laughs> so Shellback gives them all cover until they could dive out of the ocean and go hide in some sea caves. Um, Aqualad has one bright idea in this entire issue where he deduces that if the duplicating ray is used on the aliens that are accompanying them, they'll all be in trouble. He's just worried because fluorescent water man has been peeing this whole time. (laughs) How do we know? Because it's fluorescent. Right? And 20 of these dudes. Yep. So Aquaman wants to get a hold of that duplicating ray. This struck me as very fish-like, where they get into the water and immediately go hide in a cave on mm-hmm. the bottom of the thing. Um, so Zen, in the meantime, above the surface. After he's beaten the henchman that brought the water gun. Right. Um, I found it interesting that Zen himself could not breathe water. He's so fascinated with aquatic life. Yeah, maybe that's why because he can't do any of that because he has to put on his scuba gear and heads off to capture the escapees. But Bob, how can he do that by himself? Well, guess what? He's going to create an army of duplicates of himself. You what? If you had a ray uh-huh. that could duplicate yourself, uh-huh. what? What would you do with it? Um, I, this is a family show. I don't know if I can say. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'd create that duplicate to go to work for me. Right. Obvious. I would probably create like three or four duplicates that could all have their own jobs and just direct deposit the money into my account because they would disappear at the end of the day. You could... Um follow some of your dream careers yes and still make money right 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 right. (laughs) um well i think we already established that my dream career is sitting on the couch right so if i could still be receiving money doing that Mm -hmm. i'm fine with that um i would finally get my comic sanctuary home 
squared away. Mm-hmm. But you have children for that. You essentially did create duplicates. Two of them left. Right. Just up and left. Well. Ungrateful little bastards. Um, but the one that remains is the one that does all the work, so. Well, in Katie's day, she was the primary collection assistant. Really? Mm-hmm. She doesn't seem the type. Well, I didn't say willing. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> if you point Katie at something and tell her to go organize it, mm-hmm. it'll be organized. If you point Alex at something and tell him to go or- organize it, it will look the same three hours later. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> anyway, an army of duplicates coming. Oh, wait, what did you... Did That's what you would do with your army of duplicates, just straighten up? Well, I certainly wouldn't threaten Aquaman. <laughs> I would know better. <laughs> right. Um, so I'm wondering now, in hindsight, if he can create multiple duplicates at the same time. Why didn't he create an army of giant Aquaman right. at the very beginning? Hmm. but he didn't well he's been playing around with the settings of the duplication ray he's got the normal sized Aquaman mirror at the beginning of the issue Mm -hmm. and the giant Aquaman mirror at the end of the issue do you think he can duplicate the duplicating ray oh crap Mm -hmm. inception Bob (laughs) (laughs) listen everyone Aquaman says he's rallying the troops this is a fight to the finish here's what we've got to do Bum, 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 bum. Um, so they go up to the spaceship. Well, no, not yet. A few of the Zens attack Aquaman. The waters churn turbulently. Fluorescent Waterman pees all over them. Pees all over and creates glowing water all around himself, which temporarily blinds those Zens. And he looks very fierce while doing it. Yes. Another army of Zens goes after Mira and Aqualad. And here comes Eel Man to wrap himself around. I love how much hair that Mira has in this underwater life of hers. It extends down the buttocks. Yes. (laughs) Um, Aqualad... (laughs) You stay here and keep an eye on the battle. Mira and I are going to go do something useful. (laughs) Right? Um, So uh, we finally see Blubber Man has the ability to inflate his body like a puffer fish. He doesn't look so scary there. He blubbered the hell out of those Zen duplicates. Is there a cricket in here? There sure is. Good thing it's a sea cricket, Bob. (laughs) Uh, Aquaman and Mira poke their heads above the water, dare not get any closer, because Zen still has a duplicating ray on the deck of his spaceship. And stun guns. Well, I could, I predicted what was going to happen. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mira's just going to create a little hard water hand to reach up and grab the gun, right? Eventually. So you predicted at this point. I, at this point, that's I knew exactly what was going to happen. At least I should say I hoped that's what was going to happen. Good thing Aquaman was there to tell her what to do. Uh-huh. Because girls don't have any ideas of their own. Mm-hmm. 
down below uh, with Aqualad left in charge of the battle, the tide is turned and they're all being defeated. (laughs) (laughs) And just then, now Zen sends a giant duplicate of himself. We're licked for sure this time. But suddenly, the giant Zen starts pushing aside the army of tiny Zens and chasing them off, scattering them like the four winds. Huh? What happened? Well, let me tell you. The giant Zen is under Aquaman's command. Mira, having gotten hold of the duplicating ray, and... uh, Great cosmic clouds! (laughs) That's when the alien says that. Yes. A water hook, stealing the duplicating ray. Now... Aquaman's in control not because of Zen is all of a sudden a sea creature, but because the duplicating ray puts the duplicate under the control of whoever has done the duplicating. As long as you're holding the shaft. (laughs) Well, I wasn't going to put that in so many words. So Giant Zen captures all of the aliens and puts them in the hold of the spaceship. Which is still smashed. All of the evil aliens. Right, right, right. The hold we clearly see is still has a giant hole in the side, so I don't know how that's going to help them get back into space. But, uh, so the shell man, etc., say, well, how does this help us? We can't get back into our home because we don't know how to drive the ship. Poor shell man is swimming in... Fluorescent Waterman's. Uh-huh, P. Right. Uh, so Aquaman says, no trouble, just here, take the duplicating ray and just keep making duplicates of Zen. Who can drive the ship for you? Yes, but look at, again, Nick Cardi's mastery of facial expressions where in that first panel, Aqualad's saying, golly, we never thought of that. <laughs> and Aquaman is clearly rolling his eyes. Uh-huh. Stupid child. I thought of it. <laughs> Uh, final panel Blubberman says Aquaman you're great and Mira says you're telling us smack she kissed him yeah you made it sound like she smacked him oh no that was a kiss smack smack (laughs) a smack smack would be smack oh I see I thought there would be more M in a kiss smack um, I'm wondering why Aquaman looks so startled to be kissed by his wife. It's because you don't see your other hand. Yeah, you do. It's right there. Oh, shit. You don't see his other hand. <laughs> Where's Aqualad? <laughs> <laughs> Aquaman, you're great. Mm, you're telling us. Um, yes, here's that letter I saw. Dear editor, will we ever see Aqua Baby as a teenager again? That stunt you pulled in the revolt of Aqua Boy was strictly from Crazyville, and I loved it. Well, I didn't see it because it wasn't a Coco Check comic. I don't believe Norman Johnson from Phoenix, Arizona exists. Yes, I work with Norman Johnson. (laughs) Well, you please. I'm going to ask him about this. Yes, please confront him. Mm -hmm. Um. Because that stunt you pulled was strictly from Crazyville. Sounds like Bob Haney. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I find it interesting. This 
issues edited by George Cashdan, who primarily was editing science fiction mm-hmm. comics. I'm wondering why Aquaman was lumped in with the science fiction comics instead of, say, with Julius Schwartz's umbrella of titles. Right. Well, well, Adam and Hawkman were both under Julius Schwartz. Right. Right. Because uh, Adam Hawkman, Flash, and Green Lantern all had a similar vibe. Yeah. And Aquaman did not have that vibe. But, but he could have. He could have. He could have been. How would so, the world be different? Um, although, as many people will probably know, Aquaman was one of only a handful of superheroes that were continually published from the 1940s through to this then present right, so and beyond. Green Lantern, Flash, Adam, and Hawkman are all the newbies. Right. But Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Green Arrow had continuous publication. Which I don't know at this time that Green Arrow is appearing anywhere other than occasionally in the Justice League. Mm. You know, I don't know either. He was in the backups in World's Finest forever, um, but then there was a point in the mid-60s where they even dropped that, and I think that he was on his way out, out, out. His appearances in Justice League were getting scarcer and scarcer. Yes. But then everything got turned around. Right. But that's a story for another day. Another issue. Um... You can find Work Friend Chuck on Instagram at AquaDCD. You can find me on social media at GoGoCheckPod. You can find Dr. Husband at the end of his foot race, (laughs) nursing his plantar's fasciitis. Yes. And uh, you can find me back here next week, wherever you download your free podcasts from. And you can find all of us together later this afternoon in the field, drunk. Yes. Which will be uh, my normal state of being. Right. Right. Anything else to add? Thank you so much for uh, having me on, and I love any excuse to read an old issue of uh, DC Comics. You're welcome. Any time that Dr. Husband's not available. (laughs) Anything else? Nope. Okay. Bye. You know you have to say bye. Bye. Perfect. In these dark ages